This episode of the NMBD podcast is sponsored by Capital.com. Capital.com is one of Europe's fastest growing regulated investment trading platforms. They enable people to confidently participate in financial markets by taking the complexity out of investing with secure, low friction, innovative platforms. The No Money But Dreams podcast is for those millennial dreamers who try to be in the top 1%. It doesn't matter what we've achieved. We wake up every morning with the mindset that we're still broke. We welcome you on our journey in search of that home run. Which can change everything. Everything? Everything. Hey guys, what's up? Today we're back for another episode of the No Money But Dreams podcast in a new setting. Completely new setting, as you can see. And we're going to talk about why it's so important to build a personal brand. And this is something that's really important for anyone in the corporate world. And just as much as it's so important for anybody who's an entrepreneur or trying to build their own business. Exactly. So let's go straight into it. We made a commitment towards the end of last year to kind of go out there and build our personal brands a little bit more. And we're going to go through the reasoning of why we did this mm -hmm. and what kind of different channels there are out there where we think there's a lot to gain at the moment by building your personal brands. And I think there's a lot, especially from your side, because I think if you compare the corporate mindset versus the entrepreneurial mindset, people in the corporate world are kind of scared to put themselves out there or to build a personal brand that it might actually clash with their job or upset their superiors. From an entrepreneurial perspective, I think people are more open to putting themselves out there and they realize that they need to kind of be their own boss and manage their own image. And I think in it's been, what, a month and a half now since we started 2022. You've seen firsthand how important and, and what opportunities have come out of putting yourself out there in the corporate world. And I think that that's going to be extremely important and extremely interesting for a lot of the people listening. Yeah, I mean, just to go uh, into this, uh, from our first episode, I got invited into someone else's podcast to, to speak. I've been videoed a couple of times as the expert on on a couple of different topics. I put myself out there on LinkedIn now. I have a TikTok. We do stuff on Instagram. We obviously have the podcast. So a number of different kind of media where we think it makes sense to have bite-sized uh, kind of content mm -hmm. and then longer kind of content as well. And that's really important for someone that wants to put themselves out there to think about what is my niche going to be and what kind of content am I going to get across to people? Yeah, I think first first point I want to touch on is how important LinkedIn has to be in your content strategy. There is a disproportionate amount of demand, i.e. eyes spending hours and hours on LinkedIn and not enough content which is being produced on there. Why is everyone on LinkedIn? Everyone is on LinkedIn. Well, actually, I, I thought about this. There's two reasons. Obviously, on the one side, there's people looking for jobs. Everybody wants a better job, except for Tarek, of course. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Teasing. Everybody wants a better job. But by the same token, on my side of the table, as a business owner or as a manager or a C-level C executive, I'm looking for talent. So you actually have both sides of the spectrum getting involved on this platform. And the platform is a bit archaic, to be honest with you, if you're going to compare it to Facebook. And we've been testing it out a lot, but some of the reach which you've been able to get 
on LinkedIn because I have to say you are a much better LinkedIner than I am. And, and I knew that ages ago when we were in the States and you're like, boom, 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 connection. I'm like, I don't know. How does this even work? How do I even add somebody? <laughs> so having LinkedIn and taking the time to see how you can create content on LinkedIn is extremely valuable and positions you in the professional world in case other people on Instagram, I mean, Instagram and TikTok, I would say TikTok is at the end. Instagram is considered legitimate. Like mm -hmm. if you go onto somebody's profile on Instagram and you see what they're talking about and what they're doing, that is a legitimate form of communication. LinkedIn is even more legitimate. Yeah, and with LinkedIn, I mean, let's go into a little bit of the learnings that we've seen. Um, we're really passionate about video, right? Yeah. And there's not enough video content on LinkedIn. So whether you feel comfortable or not to put video content out there is, is another thing. You could just start with articles, right? To write on a specific topic and show your expertise. And I have noticed that for every like that you get on LinkedIn, you probably get 50 views, yeah. right? Which is really interesting. I mean, the reach is you can have 10 views, but 500 people see it. Mm -hmm. And when you think about Instagram, posts stories they last 24 hours right yeah. but a linkedin post can last a lot longer right when people are engaging with the post more and more people of their followers then see it and not everyone will like but people still see yeah right i think that was a, a important thing that you noticed is that yeah and the more you post and the more different types of posts you try out it resonates with a different um followers of yours right some people like all your posts yeah some people like very specific kind of detailed posts mm. and what i've also noticed is the more description you give on the post yeah you you write a little story of why you're posting this or why this interested you the more engagement you get on them as well it's yeah. basic across all kind of yeah uh, giving the story and the background before the piece of content is extremely important but I think what you brought to my attention is also how you write that and phrase that so that there's a bit of that FOMO, like, oh, I need to watch this. Mm. You know, not phrasing it in such a boring way because that's how I was being all proper, trying to be like, this was an interesting episode. No, like, yeah. you're missing out on this. You need to watch this. Yeah, uh, exactly. So LinkedIn is definitely an interesting one to, um, uh, to wh go What on. did you find? I remember you were t we were talking about it and you kind of found like a little hack on LinkedIn whether it's having the hyperlink to link YouTube or just posting the content on its own, one of them did far superior to the other. So if there is somebody listening out here, what kind of tip would you give them? So for me, what worked a lot better was uh, posting links to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. That's where the ratio of one to 50 holds true. Every like gets you 50 views. Mm -hmm. um, and on posting natural two minute kind of small clips of videos, it's a lot harder to get reach. Mm -hmm. um, so there I see a reach of one to 10, one to 20. It really depends on the post as well, right? But at the moment, um, it worked better to actually refer to a different media, which is YouTube, which yeah. is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, LinkedIn should really keep the people within their ecosystem. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, trying out different kind of posts and seeing what the reaction is for of, of the people. And I think an important point is when you're actually trying to, to get people to consume your content, it's not just ad hoc anymore. It's not the same as 
just posting something on Instagram like a story of whatever or what mm. you ate. No, you're trying to figure out what the algorithm is picking up on. You're trying to see what people are engaging with. And then you can A-B test to figure out the content which is actually going to get more reach or what you should be speaking about more or what you should be concentrating on. Because at the end of the day, the market tells you everything. And in this case, it's your audience. Yeah, and I mean, we sat down after a, a month of trying out and kind of decided, okay, what are we going to post on LinkedIn and how frequent are we going to post on yeah, LinkedIn? Yeah, and came up with a mini strategy. Exactly. So now um, LinkedIn is one thing, pretty mm -hmm. boring for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, where else would you, if you started today, build your personal brand? I mean, I really think that TikTok as a platform has so much potential and so much. But aren't there just 10 year olds on there? Yes, it's only 10 year olds. <laughs> No, but that's what everybody thinks. And, mm. and I remember when I posted the first video, um, that was ages ago at the beginning of COVID, and I got 5,000 views with a video of nothing. And I remember telling Dina, like, this is going to be huge. TikTok is going to be huge. Like, nowhere else are you going to be able to get this reach. Unfortunately, I didn't persist or didn't pursue at the time. Uh, that, that comes hand in hand with uh, almost thinking your whole business is going to fall apart. So <laughs> you don't really have time to think about posting funny videos. And TikTok in the beginning obviously got its its engagement and its attention from dancing. Mm. That was initially what... You're not a good dancer? No, I'm not a very good dancer, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's what got people watching. Mm. You know what I mean? But now it's moved on to there's absolutely a niche for any topic you can think about, which is on TikTok. Mm. And the beautiful thing about the algorithm of TikTok is that it shows you your interests. It has nothing to do with the people that you're following. So technically, if you really laser down focus on something and you speak about only that, it'll keep showing the content to an audience who is actually interested in that particular thing. Mm. So uh, we just recently both went on TikTok again, yeah. took it a bit more serious. Yeah. Um, my TikTok is all around crypto, NFTs and metaverse. And I'm just consistently putting out content that is related to it's infotainment exactly so and you are just a lot more funnier than me so your kind of tiktok is all over the place at the moment yeah which seems to be like every time i try and create content i just can't decide what i'm doing um just to come sorry to cut you off but to come back to the infotainment piece we don't necessarily want to read a bbc article to get information anymore mm. there's so many mediums and TikTok is just another medium of gaining information. So it doesn't need to be a dance. It doesn't need to be something silly. It can be something serious and a little snippet. Yeah, so the moment I took TikTok a lot more serious is when the last quarterly earnings of Facebook or Meta came out. Mm. And Zuckerberg actually said, look, we, used, uh, we lost a lot of people to TikTok. And a yeah. lot of the attention is actually going to TikTok. So at the beginning of Instagram, everyone laughed about this and everyone stayed on Facebook and no one thought that there's going to be a shift. Yeah. I really think that more and more of the older kind of generation is going to move towards TikTok. And you can already see, um, especially in this region, a lot of people have TikTok accounts. For sure. Right? And a lot of people spend a lot of time scrolling. So if you can be relatively early and just want to put yourself out there and build a personal brand, the massive advantage. Now let's compare platforms. If you look at Instagram and TikTok, and you can talk about your own business here, um, the reach is insane. 
someone on Instagram with a million followers may get less views than someone with almost no followers on TikTok. So give us a little bit of insight what is happening on your own kind of TikTok for Burger 28 and on, on Instagram. Well, for me, I, I didn't take TikTok seriously on Burger 28 in the beginning, to be mm -hmm. honest with you, until I got a few videos which got almost a million views when I had like 3,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And my staff started to say, sir, like these kids came in because they saw your TikTok. Mm -hmm. Happened once, happened twice, happened three. On the fifth or sixth time that I'm hearing this in like a two-week period after I got those million views, I said, okay, I need to take notice. You know what I mean? I need to invest, I need to double down, and I need to start creating content on a regular basis. And it's kind of difficult to create content in the beginning on TikTok because it's so different in many ways to Instagram. You could have a video that blows up on TikTok and then gets absolutely no reach on Reels on Instagram, which is Reels is the only form of content on Instagram where you actually get a bit of like natural Mm -hmm. engagement and, and natural reach. But stories, posts, everything doesn't really work anymore on I mean, on it's Instagram. awful. The ratio of views on your story that you get versus your followers who are actually real is, is terrible. And you've seen it as well. Mm. You've seen the metrics. Mm. And then on a post, like a picture, people don't want to like things. You know what I mean? So I think not only are we moving very much to video first, with a lot of content. And I think that that plays in also to being more immersive than pictures. Mm -hmm. But not having a TikTok strategy now is a big mistake for anybody, I think. And let's go a little bit deeper. Obviously, I know the story, but I want you to share it. When you started out your business five, six years ago, you heavily focused on Instagram and yeah. building Instagram. And yeah. you used to get huge reach on this platform and you used to spend a lot of money growing that following yeah right but you stayed very much one channel and just continued riding that wave yeah at the same time snapchat came up and you really didn't take it that serious yeah at all and then tiktok you were late but your tiktok is much has much more engagement now than uh, your Snapchat does, right? Yeah. So if someone goes out there and whether it's a business or someone personal wants to build a brand, something that you can really attest to is that you should go multi-channel from the beginning, right? Just going on one channel and trying to build one channel really keeps you vulnerable because if Instagram just changes the algo, you are ex massively exposed. Yeah. So just give us a little bit of your kind of insight of when this shift kind of started happening and what your thinking is around that now? Well, the first point is that you don't actually own anything on Instagram. Mm. The content you're creating is owned by Instagram. It's centralized, it's not decentralized, mm. which is going into crypto and Web3, which is mm. for another discussion. But of course you can't be, in, in anything in life, why do you wanna be, like for example, why do you wanna be reliant on one source of income? You mm. wanna have multi-channels. So having a multi-channel, even though it, it can be quite like hectic and takes a lot of effort and it's actually, yes, you can use the same content on different platforms, but not really. Snapchat is very much like a vlog, like a, a real-time vlog for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Instagram is like uh, your book that you have at your house where you go through all your photo albums. And TikTok is like the goofy family videos. That I, If you were to base it and make it super basic, that's what they all are. And a goofy funny video, a goofy family video is not necessarily what you're going to have in the nice big book where you're flipping through with like the kids all dressed up nicely, you dressed up nicely mm. or the perfect self. Like 
and if you if you watch how facebook in the beginning facebook's your page was like whatever you just post it like night out or doing this or doing mm-hmm. something silly then it became facebook no only the best version of myself instagram in the beginning oh i'm eating a kale salad i'm doing this no only the best version of myself and you notice this and then tiktok goofy doesn't matter and with time probably will become the best version of myself but we want raw we want to see somebody vulnerable not perfect every single time. So mm. that's why all these new platforms come showing more raw content and more vulnerability of the content creators. And I think that's why they take off a lot. So that's that's a really good point. One is be multi-channel, yeah. but also adjust your the content delivery across these channels, Yeah, right? You can't just repurpose what you're doing on one channel and think that it's gonna work on another channel. So exactly. you do need to spend time understanding what does the audience on this channel like yeah. and how can I relate to this? So, you know, when I told my wife I'm gonna do a TikTok, she, she was like, really? Like I haven't she, told mine yet. <laughs> she she thought there was only uh, people dancing and, and kids on there, right? Until we really saw that there's other people out there and trying to make se- more serious kind of content, right? Yeah. So, yeah, spending time and understanding the channel is really, really important. Um, and how you spend time and you suffer with this is that you go down like a black hole of being addicted to Instagram. Mm. And everybody complains, oh, people are spending too much time on social media, etc., if you use it to understand, okay, why to analyze, why did this video go crazy? A, B, C, D, F, G, how can I do that? Mm. On this platform, this platform, and you start to make a science about it and you A, B testing and stuff. Then you start to understand what works on the platforms and you start to see how to use them to your benefit. And I think that's really valuable. So I now wanna bring it back. So we talked a little bit about the different channels that are out there that are getting engagement at the moment. Now I want to talk about, and this is really important to me, why a personal brand is important in the corporate world. And you talk about the entrepreneurship side. There's only so much time you can spend telling people in the organization about your pitch, your ideas, your how you are as a manager, and you can't really replicate or scale this, right? If you go out there and you create your own personal brand and i'll give you my example of the last two three months which is nothing in terms of how much content we created i had people that want to work with me or for me because they've watched a few videos right some people don't like that i'm making content i'm very aware of this yeah so there can be a downside or there can be this old mentality of you know what is he doing is he even doing any work is he only spending time doing tiktoks and and working on this right they're either jealous or they have some kind of agenda against you going out there Mm -hmm. but you as an individual it doesn't matter what company you you work for you always take your content and you become a representation of what you're putting out there, yeah. right? So if you want to further your career and you want to show someone that you can do more than just your job and you have other ideas and you're putting all of this out there, at some point, someone is going to take you serious. Every single brand in the marketing department is looking to partner with influencers, yeah. right? Why can't you be the influencer? Yeah. Why can't you build an audience about something that you talk about every single day anyways? We saw law influencers. Yeah, that was insane. Exactly. But he's a lawyer anyways, and he just talks about how he gets clients and, and blah, 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 right? And that's the same thing for us. 
I speak to clients every single day and I know what clients are looking for, why they're trading crypto, what are they struggling with, all these kind of things. I'm just repurposing and building a brand and putting myself out there as an expert, right? And if more people thought about this and not shied away from getting in front of a camera or writing an article. You know, I I remember back in 2012, on the way to, to work in London, in that half an hour on the train commute, I used to write an article that used to get published in a niche um, website on foreign exchange. And like that, I won a couple of competitions. And just because of that, I was then put in front of important clients because I had a voice. I had something yeah, to say. Who are we going to put in front of them? Oh, put Tarek. He knows he's been speaking about it all the time. Exactly. And that's really important for someone in the corporate world. Come out there and think about what content can you put out there and how can you build your personal brand? And you will be amazed how many opportunities come your way. And you just have to have a bit of thick skin and ignore all the other negative kind of comments because they're not worth it. Yeah, Yeah. it's easier said than done. Uh, And I think it's easier as you get older. One point there, like when I was studying law in undergrad, you had the textbook and then you had articles. And the articles were almost had just as much weight as the textbook, the common law or the decision or the statutes and stuff like that. This is the same thing taking place right now. If you're publishing articles, you're talking about stuff, you'll be seen as someone an expert, yes, but someone who is completely deep into the subject and understands it to a degree which other people don't, even if you don't necessarily, just because you're putting yourself out there. But because you're putting yourself out there, and that's the same thing that's kind of happened with the six-pack challenge thing, you're accountable. Mm. So you need to make another video tomorrow. Mm. You can't just stop making videos. Okay, so spend half an hour this morning researching what you're going to talk about. And that just happens 365 days a year then multiply that over 10 years, you are going to be an expert in something instead of somebody else who forgets about doing the research or forgets about thinking a bit deeper into a topic because they don't feel that they're accountable to have to produce the content. And one other massive benefit that people in the corporate world should take serious here as well is that when you become an expert somewhere, you have to, by default, think about how you phrase things, whether it's on video on, on in writing, it doesn't matter how what media you choose to put your content out there, but you it's almost like practicing public speaking, right? You speak in front of a crowd, you speak to the camera, you write, and all of these things help you become a lot clearer in your communication. Mm. And that helps when you're pitching yourself, when you're pitching for projects, when you're pitching for all these different kind of things, so for a CEO, for, for a promotion, so it can have a massive impact for your career as well because that training you can't really get elsewhere yeah you can so i used to run seminars right which massively helped me to just get in front of 200 people and just talk about anything and work yeah, i the remember room. The, the other day you're like yeah i'm just gonna go and talk in front of these 300 people i'm like but have you practiced or you gotten ready He's like no it's something i've spoken about before i was like i could never do that yeah so i i have never uh, for that talk 
I didn't prepare anything. And I, you sent me a picture and you're just up like. <laughs> yeah, and I just, you know, engaging the audience, asking the right kind of questions and all these kind of things you get with practice. But yeah. if you shy away from this and say, oh, no, I can't do this. And I don't know if my manager is going to like it. Just do it, mm. you know, and it gives you so much in return. So I really think people should go out and build personal brands and take this to challenge themselves and become someone that they didn't think they could become before they started. Yeah. And I think another point is that you don't need a million subscribers. You don't need a million followers. I mean, what? We have 160 followers on our channel. 168. <laughs> 168. Uh. And, and we're still putting out content. And one of the episodes at some point is going to kick off. Yeah, definitely. But having a thousand people, for example, I mean, what was that? Was it a book you were reading about the thousand true fans? Yeah. And I truly believe in that because if you can convert a thousand people to do something, no matter which job you go to, whether it's, you know, something as mundane as like if you work at Waitrose, for example, and you do funny TikTok videos at Waitrose as a cashier, mm. and then you move to Tesco's and you have like a following those people subconsciously will probably go and shop at Tesco's as mm. funny and ridiculous as that is because they like you and they support your content and they want to be part of your journey as well. So I yeah. think that's important as well. That kind of wraps up in general the whole idea of why we think it's so important to build a personal brand and why we're really making a conscious effort to figure out how we can build our personal brands in 2022 and see where that takes us. I mean, nothing is grown or nothing comes to fruition too quickly, but I'm pretty sure if we carry on doing what we're doing in the next, over the next five years, we'll look back and it's definitely, there's nothing negative that can come from it at all. Yeah. So go out there and build your personal brand. Now, today, just do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank you for tuning in. See you later.